Call for Action presents Of Consuming Interest, a public service show that discusses scams, deceptive offers, and other consumer concerns. Here's the director of WJLA 7 Call for Action and your host, Shirley Rooker. What do you know about insurance? Well, what you don't know can really hurt you. Let me give you an example that happened at Call for Action. We had a consumer contact us because he and his wife had traveled to a foreign country, uh, actually a very uh, isolated foreign country, but they uh, they got there, they took out travel insurance, they got there, the wife fell and broke her hip and the medevac service that they had hired, that they had had insurance for, uh, came and took her to a local hospital. Now, the husband was distressed because he did not feel that this was a service that he had paid for. He thought he would be taken to a hospital in a, a better country, maybe even back to the U.S. Now, he, of course, didn't read his insurance policy. So we're going to talk about travel insurance. We're also going to talk about general insurance. And we're going to tell you something you need to know if you use your car for commercial delivery purposes. So my guest today is going to fill us in on all of this. His name is Mike McCartan. He's with Joseph W. McCartan Insurance. And Mike, welcome to Of Consuming Interest. Thank you, Shirley. Happy to be here. Yeah, now the story I've just told you is true. This person contacted us. He ended up having to pay to fly his wife back to the States. He had thought that he would be taken to a country that would have a good medical system. Now, that, of course, wasn't specified. They took him to a local hospital in this country, which he uh, considered a third world country, and he didn't consider their medical service was adequate to replace his wife's hip. So um, tell us a little bit about travel insurance. People have got to learn to read it very carefully, I would say. Absolutely. I think it's all, it's, you know, I hate to say it, but it's in the fine print. And yep. you need to understand, I mean, the big coverages are the trip cancellation, cancel for any reason, and the medevac. And I would I would take the time to, to read the medevac and, and see whether they're going to, you know, take you to a local hospital or repatriate you back to this country or a, a country that can offer the services that you need. Yeah, and I think that's especially true as if you're an older traveler who are a little bit more likely to have medical issues when they're traveling, depending, of course, on their state of health when they left here. But nevertheless, that is something to consider. And um, I know my husband and I had a couple of countries we went to. We had a medevac policy, but I have to tell you the truth. I'm not sure we read the fine print very carefully because we really we didn't end up needing it. But you never know. And that is one of the hardest things, I think. And I, I was thinking about this, Mike, before we came on the air to talk about the problem. And that is, it occurred to me, what you really need is an agent or broker that you can talk to who will give you the straight story on all of the information that's contained in it. And I know how important that is. And I know how important it is to you because you've always been very involved in consumer issues and working with consumers. So um, what would you add to that? The, the consumer who's buying the insurance needs to understand exactly what is being covered um, and making sure that they're being told the truth and make notes of everything, would you say? What else would you add? Well, I think I, if you're using a travel agent, I would question the travel agent to who, who they're using and what they know about the product. A lot of these cover, I mean, you can go online and buy the coverage and there's there's good 
good coverages that you could purchase yourself. But I think that an experienced travel agent, most of them sell this coverage and let them d direct you to a product that, that will meet your needs and a product that they understand and that they understand what the medevac really means. So anyway, Mike, the important thing here is, is that consumers check it, make sure they understand exactly what's in, considered in the medevac because otherwise, as our consumer found, it was a very expensive proposition for, for him and his wife and something that he had not anticipated when he was budgeting for his travel. So you need to be uh, make sure that you're covered and that you understand what's covered. Um, otherwise, they might have changed their insurance. And I suspect that it's not outrageously expensive to get that kind of coverage. But nevertheless, if, it, if you're going to pay for it, you should get something good. So anyway, we're, um, we're going to look at some other insurance issues. And Mike, when I asked you about what was going on in the insurance industry, you had some interesting things. Um, you talked to me about the lack of availability of insurance. Now, what kind of insurance were you referring to when you said the lack of availability? Well, I, I, I think the, the insurance industry as a, as a whole is kind of in a bad mood right now. We've had, a, a, we, we've gone through two years of increasing uh, prices on just about everything, as you know, I mean, food's up, gas up, materials are up. Uh, and then we've had a lot of natural disasters, including uh, you know fires, hurricanes, tornadoes, and so uh, insurance companies have had to batten down the hatches, increase rates, and and in a lot in certain parts of the country, Florida, California, so along the Gulf Coast, they're restricting coverage. It, it's hard wow. to get homeowners insurance. It's hard to get auto insurance in some states. So it's become an issue. Is there anything that the consumer themselves can do to um, to mitigate the whole set of circumstances? I mean, you need insurance. If you've got a home, you need insurance. If you're buying a home and got a mortgage on it, you have to have insurance. So what are people doing? Because they're flocking, for example, to Florida. And uh, and so you're saying it's just getting harder to get insurance. If you if, suppose you're here in Maryland and you decide to move to Florida. And you've got insurance on your home here. So is it likely that you could transfer the policy to the new home that you bought, or you're going to have to start from scratch? Well, you would have to start from scratch. And what I would suggest people do is before you move to Florida, or as you're, as you're going through the process, before you sign a contract, talk to an, uh, an independent insurance agent in Florida and find out, you know, what the availability is and find out yeah. what the costs are. Uh, we're seeing some people that don't have a mortgage just forego insurance. Wow, that's a big risk. Yes. That is a really, but it is required. I'm correct, aren't I, that if you are going to have a mortgage on your house, you have to have insurance. Yes, if you're, if you're going to have a mortgage, you're going to have insurance. And I would suspect that, of course, the banks are not in the business of issuing insurance, so you're going to have to do it yourself. So you need yes. to be prepared and need to do your research. And that doesn't matter where you're moving. I mean, it, you could be moving to any uh, state and you really should check it out. I would think that is applicable to any any state. Would, would that not be true? It just may be that in some states it may be a little bit more difficult. Yes. And I mean, the, the, the states where we have constant weather issues are more difficult. But even in this area, companies are, are being a lot more 
cautious about new homes and, and upgrades. So, you know, how old is the roof? They might not write a new policy on a home that has a roof that's older than 20 years. So these are things you want to figure out before you sign the contract. Has the plumbing been upgraded, the electricity, the roof? So things, things that wear out or get old, you might want to, you know, talk to an agent before you sign the contract and say, what issues am I going to have and what do you want to know about the house? And then, of course, there's also the question of whether or not the house is built in an area that is prone to flooding. Yes. Yes. So, so, so flood, flood, flood insurance is available, you know, through the federal government. Um, it is, you know, depending where you are, it, it can be expensive. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> and especially if you and that you should know that you should check that out with your insurance agent or and or the realtor who's who's selling you the property about whether or not it because areas are declared i believe they're declared like they're uh they're flood um there's some terminology for it but they're likely to have flooding and so that puts them in a different category is that true is that uh, something that is done by the government or by whom fema does that so it's the government fema does that and there's flood maps with zones and certain, if you're in a certain zone, you're going to be required, and you have a mortgage. The bank's going to require flood insurance. Okay. All right. Well, that's that's good information to know because I think a lot of people are probably looking at buying a house and they're not really considering the impact of its location, the age of the house, as you pointed out, which is also a, an important factor, and to you know just a general value that you're going to be putting into the house. So. Good advice, Mike, as, as usual. Well, let's just um, take a brief pause here to let our listeners know they're tuned in to Of Consuming Interest. I'm Shirley Rooker. My guest today is Mike McCartan. He's with Joseph W. McCartan Insurance, and we're talking about insurance, as you might have guessed. Um, and we've just been talking about the availability of insurance and how important it is before you make a big purchase like a house. Now, Mike, does the availability also include cars? In some states, not not here in Maryland or in the DMV, but in okay. some states where insurance companies have not been able to get enough rate, they, 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 they're walking away. Companies have pulled out of uh, California because they were unable to, to, to get the right rate for the right risk. So in some places, it is harder, not, not in the DMV. Well, that's what that's good news. That is good news about where we live. So at any rate, okay, one of the other things that you talked about was underwriting restrictions. And I have to confess to you, I don't know what that means. Can you explain it for us? Well, we, we kind of covered it a little bit in the in in the beginning, but they're they're being a lot more picky about the new new homes they write and the requirements like the age of the roof upgrades oh, to plumbing okay. and heating and things like that. So this are the, these are the restrictions that go into the fine print of your in contract, no matter what it is, uh, that are going to limit what you're able to do under that insurance policy. Well, the, 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 it limits your ability to get a new policy, or it could limit your ability. Or, the, mm -hmm. or they might say, you know, here, you got a new house and we're happy to write it. I went by a new house to you, but the roof is 25 years old. We expect you oh, to replace yeah. it in six months. So, I you know, that's you, a big yeah. expense. Yeah. And of course, you did touch on the increasing rates uh, 
of insurance companies that they're having to raise their rates because of a lot of factors, which are certainly not within our control of uh, the inflation and so on. So all of these things can total up. Now, let's talk about car insurance and some of the ways that people can save money on car insurance because there are things that they can do. But before we get into that, I do wanna to touch on the issue of whether or not someone is using their car for delivery for companies and they're making a living doing that and they're doing this full-time or part-time, either one. The insurance issue is there. And the reason I'm so familiar with it, someone I know whose daughter was delivering for the first time a meal that she'd picked up at a restaurant had was on her way to delivery and she was hit. And there was a question about who was at fault for the accident, et cetera. She ended up having her insurance company cancel on her because she was using her vehicle for a commercial purpose that she had not indicated to the insurance company. So tell us what happened, what was going on in that situation. So most companies will allow you to do this, but you have to call in advance. So if you if you're gonna drive for one of these, uh, you know, these network companies, Uber, Lyft, uh, the, the food companies, before you start, you need to pick up the phone and have a discussion with your independent agent so we can explain to you what needs to be done. And then that puts you in a position that we've addressed it in advance and, and you don't end up in a situation like your friend where the, the claim is denied. Yeah. Well, our insurance was canceled. I mean, she's going to have a hard time getting, I'm sure she's having a hard time getting insurance on her car. So, I mean, she's out a lot of money. She had to lean on the car. As a young woman who just finished college and she's trying to make a living in the world and it's really knocking her for a loop. So um, not that I can help her, but I think it's important that our listeners know that they need to be careful because so many people are driving now for, for companies and using their cars for commercial purposes. Now, do most insurance companies raise the rates when that happens? Uh, I mean, raise the rates when you do commercial driving or is there a small fee, a big fee, or what, what's the, what would you expect? Well, you basically go to what we would call a business rate. So, you know, you might have a commuter rate to and from work and this changes it to a, uh, a bit what we would call a business rate. And it, it's definitely more expensive. Um, I can tell you that our experience overall has not been good with with people doing this type of work. So companies have have some companies won't even address it. They won't, you know, if you, if you tell them you're doing it, you need to get coverage elsewhere. Other companies it says, you know, we want to help our clients, but we're going to charge you more for it. So there's yeah. definitely an additional cost. Okay, so you need to be aware of that, but you also need to be aware of the cost if you do have an accident. So, uh, and I guess it doesn't matter who's at fault if you're making a claim and it, it be, becomes apparent what's going on here. I don't know how the, the uh, insurance company found out that this young lady was using her car for delivery, but uh, they did. She may have told them. Um, I don't know. I, I have no idea. But I just know what happened to her. And it was a very uh, unfortunate situation for her. It put her really behind in her plans, um, pre her post-college plans. But at any rate, um, 
What okay, are some can I just add something? Can I add something sure. real quick? Absolutely. What you need, so you need to do two things. One I've already mentioned, you need to call your agent and figure out okay. when and how your coverage can apply. But the other thing is, is you need to understand what coverage the, 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 the company you're working for is providing and when that coverage comes into effect. Because these big uh -huh. companies have coverage but it, it, they're all a little bit different as to when the coverage starts. Does it start when the food is in your car? Does it start when the rider's in your car? Does it start when you turn on the, the app that allows you to accept jobs? So you need to put some time and effort into understanding the process as to when, when and whose insurance applies. Oh, that's a perfectly, that's a great point. So some of the companies do have some insurance so you need to understand that and make sure you know what you're getting into before you start doing the driving, because it can be a very expensive proposition. You could even lose your car and your insurance. So great point, Mike. Um, now let's talk about some of the other things that you can do to save on your car insurance. What are some of the areas that we may be able to get a slight reduction or that we can vo uh, voluntarily say we want to reduce our rates and how can we get an agent to work with us and what are the areas within the car, uh, within the insurance pro uh, company that you can actually maybe manipulate some of the costs? Well, so a couple of things. So before you purchase a car, you might want to reach out and, and say, hey, I'm looking at these couple cars and how much do they, you know, how much would the insurance be? Because certain cars are absolutely more expensive to insure so you can have at least you know a little bit of uh knowledge as to you know car a is going to cost me an extra 500 dollars a year where car b might not uh, i would say the number the two biggest ways to save money number one all your insurance should be with one company they call it you know bundling multi-policy but then you know the number one discount on a homeowner and an auto policy is is a multi-policy discount. So I would tell anybody and everybody it all needs to be in one place and then take the highest deductible you can afford. You don't, you don't want to uh -huh. be turning in small menial claims. Pay them out of pocket. Yeah, because then your rates will go up if you take a small claim and you know, the rates may go up as much as the claim. I mean, we could, yes. Yeah, yes. Yeah. Oh, all right. So those are two great points for anyone. So to reiterate, you may want to have a higher deductible. That means what can you afford to pay out of pocket? And another point is don't just report every little thing, pay for it yourself. What would you say would be a limit there? Or would that be up to the consumer as to how much they're willing to pay to have a problem resolved without going through insurance? Well, first, let me be clear. When I say pay it out of pocket, it's when you hit something like a pole or a parked car. Uh -huh, if somebody, okay. if, if somebody's in the car, you you need to let the insurance company deal with that. But you should pay. You know, what, 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 it's different for everybody. I mean, I, you know, okay. one person might be able to think, you know, I'll pay twenty five hundred dollars out of a pocket, and somebody else might be two fifty. So sure. it, it depends on your financial situation. So you're talking about when we talk about the paying for it, when it's damage to your car that you've caused and it's not huge and you can afford to pay for it, just do it. So, uh, or, or even damage to somebody else's car that was parked and nobody was in it if they were uh -huh. willing to let. 
let you do that. Great, great point. Yeah, sorry. Well, I, 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 another example, you, you might accidentally back into the neighbor's mailbox. Uh, I mean, obviously the mailbox can't sue you. Pay for it, pay to replace. Say, look, I'll pay to replace your mailbox. Sure, yeah, that makes sense. Mike, there's so much about insurance that consumers need to understand because as I said, it can be an extremely expensive proposition if you don't do it properly. Uh, what are some of the other things about insurance that we ought to know about? Well, I think the, the, the most important thing is, is to have a discussion with your independent agent every couple of years. Sit down, you know, and, and do a review and, and let them know what changes you've had in your life, possibly some things that you've purchased that, that maybe you don't think need insurance. You know, people have the, you know, they buy uh, scooters or these electric bikes, or they might have purchased a, 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 a little, uh, like a golf cart, things like that. Have you had, you know, maybe you purchased an, an out-of-state home and uh, insured it in that state, but didn't tell your, your agents so they could add it to your umbrella policy. I just think it's, you know, the, the, the more information that you can provide your agent, the better off, the, the we're in a better position to help protect your assets. So I think a yeah. big thing is that every year or two or three, depending on what you have and don't have, have it do a review. I think that's really good advice, particularly as everything is changing. We're finding that um, prices are going up, inflation is going up, the values of our homes are changing, and I guess that would be reflected in your home insurance. Um, so you've got to consider all of these things and sit down and talk about it, right? That is the best thing. Um, I know you all offer insurance on a variety of things, and I'm sure you work with a variety of companies. So when someone comes to you and says, well, Mike, here's what I need, then you're going to look at them and evaluate them and tell them what, which insurance company to go with. Is that the way or you give them options? How does that work? Well, we, 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 we try to uh, give them the, the best product at, at, at the most competitive price. So, yes, we have different options and we have companies that one company may be better with $3 million homes than an, another company. So. We, we look at what they have and then we lay out the options and, and let them choose what, what would work best for them. Mm -hmm. Okay, well, that makes, that makes a whole big lot of sense. And doing the evaluation, I like the point that you made, purchases that you may not think even think about putting them under your insurance policy, but maybe you should, you could maybe do it like the scooters and the golf carts. A lot of people use golf carts in their communities um, and they should be insured then, I guess, if they're going to be on the road. That is correct. Good point to know. I wonder if people really think about that. Um, can, if you were stopped, let's say for some reason, and not even if you're in an accident, would the police likely to ask you to see your insurance? Uh, you depending know? on the state, uh, depending on the state, it's very possible. Yes. Okay, so keep that in mind, folks. You want to be covered and you don't want to find yourself on the wrong side of the law. Okay, Mike, thank you so much for all the wonderful information. Um, people can get to you. What is your website? It's mccartin.com, M-C-C-A-R-T-I-N.com. Oh, that's easy enough. Uh, yes. Thank you. Thank you again for being here and providing our consumers valuable information. You know, insurance is something that we... We want to just put it off out of our minds, but it is really should be right there with us. And 
an annual or semi uh, every two year checkup should be a good one. Thank you so much. We've been talking with Mike McCartan of Joseph W. McCartan Insurance. You've been listening to Of Consuming Interest right here on the Federal News Network. I'm Shirley Rooker, and we thank you for joining us. Of Consuming Interest is a public service program presented by WJLA 7 Call for Action, hosted by Shirley Rooker. Call for Action is an international nonprofit network of hotlines which offer free and confidential assistance. If you have a complaint, contact Call for Action at 301-652-HELP. That's 301-652-HELP.